It's time for episode number 18 of Precipe Your Luck. This week, we talk about the Tuscan shrimp and beans we made last week. And then we play another exciting game of Precipe Your Luck. I'm Ian, and here's Kate. Hi, everyone. I hope y'all are having a good week. Um, yeah, okay. I guess I should have thought more about what I was going to say. <laughs> a few weeks ago, I mentioned earlier on the pod, on, on a previous podcast that I went to see Dr. Bacon, Dr. Linda Bacon, speak in Austin. And they spoke passionately about the need to speak truth to power and the inherent risks in doing so. For example, me providing, offering up my preferred pronouns isn't really an act of bravery because I look and identify as a female. So saying that my, you know, announcing my pronouns is no big deal. That doesn't necessarily make it a safe thing to do for other people who do not identify by, um, do not identify either how they look or if they're genderqueer. Anyway, I hit some unfortunate traffic around Waco and had really time to think about what she said and whether or not I've ever really spoken truth to power and whether or not I've really stood up and said, no, this is wrong. And I realized there are a couple times I have in my life and both times I'm really glad I did because the overwhelming unrightness of the situation was just wearing on me. But that's only, I can really only think of two big times in my life I did that. So if we average that out, I'm probably only going to do it two more times <laughs> in my life. And that just doesn't seem like enough. It's not going to affect much change. Right. Right. So, um, so anyway, I just, I've, I've always found that phrase, speak truth to power, kind of odd. Um, I think it's so, got, it doesn't have roots in some. There's like a. I think it's one of those things that comes from German, and in German, I think it's actually poetic or something. But I don't think it does come from. It comes from the Greece, from Greek actually. Para, para. I can't remember the word. Oh, okay. I, I looked it up. I went to Wikipedia. Okay, cool. And actually, on Wikipedia, I found this statement um, attributed to Noam Chomsky, which I then found another quote actually said by Terry Eagleton about Noam Chomsky. This said the role of the intellectual, so it is said, is to speak truth to power. Noam Chomsky, clown that he is, that was my part, has dismissed this pious tag on two grounds. For one thing, power knows the truth already. It's just busy trying to conceal it. For another, <laughs> it is not those in power who need the truth, but those they oppress. Hmm. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I had this policy professor... Um, as a social work student who said that the point of policy is to keep the peasants from revolting, essentially. They want to have enough policy, policymakers want to have enough policy in place to protect those on the upper echelon of society, but only to the, and, and they want to keep pushing that point to the point that the peasants don't revolt. So as long as people aren't revolting and, you know, then, then everything's okay. And I'm like, oh my God, the cynicism. <laughs> but he, I mean, I, I, I see that. I reflect on that thought when I see some of the policy decisions being made. Um, and I just, I just don't, gosh, I don't want that to be true. Sure. But we do need to speak power, speak the truth to people who are, are oppressed. Cause oftentimes people don't know that they're oppressed. 
or they right. didn't, or they know that they are, but they can't articulate it because they don't have the right words, or they're they wonder if they're alone in their experiences. You know, because often we don't share generally the things that we feel most vulnerable about because we're vulnerable about them, and that's part Makes of sense. what keeps the oppressed oppressed. Anyway, for speaking truth to power or speaking truth to those who are oppressed. Dr. Bacon actually does both. She will stand up and they will stand up and and state their point loud and proud. And they will tell those who are oppressed that they are indeed oppressed. They're not, this is not all in their head. And that is pretty powerful. And we can do that too, all of us. And we do that by being inclusive. We do that by dropping our assumptions about people and talking to people and getting to know them as individuals. We do that by making, creating safe spaces where people get to be who they are, even if you're just like, yeah, I don't, I don't get that. You don't have to get it. Right. You just have to be inclusive. Um, and when people around you are spouting biased nonsense, shut it down. Let them know that talking like that around you is not okay. And if you need to leave. Or, you know, because, you know, we can't tell people what to say and what to believe. But what we can do is deny them the pleasure of our company. If they're saying things that you don't agree with or things that you think are the words that oppress others. Right. Right. And finally, for all that is good in the world, vote, 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 (laughs) vote, 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 vote. Okay. Please, please note, in case anyone from the FEC is listening, that was not us uh, uh, advocating for voting more than once. That was merely us oh, you know, advocating yes. strongly to vote. Vote, <laughs> vote, your, vote your legally maximum number of times. <laughs> right. Vote when you think it doesn't matter, too, because it all matters. Yeah, that's true. It all matters. Okay, so that is my truth to power spiel. What are you thinking, Ian? I liked it. Okay. I uh, I agree with it in, in entirely. Yeah, so so many times it feels like you're tilting at windmills, windmills, and people just think you're kind of nuts and out there, and that you care way too much about something. You you know what's sad is I was you you were talking about how you know thinking about how many times you've spoken truth to power and when I started thinking about that I realized like for me the main time I can main times I can think of when I've done it is I seem to do it a lot when I leave a job like I'm yeah. too I'm too scared for keeping my job yeah. to say it while I'm employed there but as soon as I like handed my notice then it's like all right now let me tell you everything that's wrong <laughs> with this place um, <laughs> well as you know I did it once and during a job oh yeah. Um, and, you know, it was fine. And you're still a legend for that. Well, let's not. Uh, legend's <laughs> probably overstating it, but I didn't get fired. So it's it's about how you do it in large parts. I didn't, you know, you, you don't throw a bomb and leave the room. Uh, you stand there and say, hey, you know, I, I have this question because what you're telling me, that ain't right. I, 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 I'm not stupid. Yes. So, however... You know, now we're getting into work politics and, you know, work is all about eating poo. It just is. Yeah. And that's okay. Because, <laughs> yeah. And for you not to risk your job, I mean, you're the main support of this family. That kind of makes sense. You know, we all like to yeah. think that we would never compromise our ethics. Um, 
I have but, professional ethics that I'm legally obligated to legally. I could lose my license, so I don't know if that's legal. But um, yeah, it's a little ethics. Well, we're moving away from what we're talking about. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to derail us. That's okay. It is hard to speak truth to power, but oftentimes if you're feeling something, other people are feeling it too. That's true, and that's a good thing to remember. And it's good to, that was like, when I spoke up at work, that was kind of the most amazing thing is all these people going, oh my God, I wanted to say that. And I'm like, well, why didn't you? I'm so weak, and I had to do it all on my own. (laughs) Man up! Girl up, people up, person up. We'll change it to person up. Okay. So do you have anything else to say about speaking truth to power? There are nope. little ways that we can do it and make others feel more included and to use our privilege to help others. Sure. Yeah. And that's really the point I was getting at. Spend our privilege. Don't just, uh, don't just acknowledge it or be ashamed of it or pretend like it's not there. It's there. We have a lot of privilege. And um, let's use that privilege to help others so that everyone has privilege. So privilege doesn't become a thing. There you go. Yeah. Or stops being a thing. It already is a thing. Okay. So um, Ian, our listeners were very disappointed we didn't make the yummy sounding pork scallopini meal, which I still want to try sometime. But what did we make? We made the Tuscan shrimp and beans. To give this riff on Tuscan-style beans' fuller seafood flavor, we made a quick concentrated stock with the shrimp shells and used it to simmer the beans. Okay, Ian, where did we buy the ingredients? Uh, We actually already had shrimp in the freezer, and the rest of the ingredients came from Central Market. Uh, But other than the bread, we could have gotten them anywhere. You did Uh, pick out a good loaf of bread. Yeah, they said they recommended a crusty loaf of bread, and I got the one from the Central Market Bakery. I think it's called the Country French Loaf, Mm -hmm. and it was, yeah, it was a good compliment. It was a good loaf of bread. So we really made this together, but I'll ask the next question. How did we deviate from the recipe? Uh, We didn't put in as much basil as it called for, because we're both a little... uh, Skeptical. Slightly basil averse, yeah. I would say. So, and uh, technically, we also used what do they call easy peel shrimp? So we still had oh. the shells, but we didn't have to devein them because oh, yeah. we're, we're right. just not going to do that. Yeah. Okay. So, how long did it take to make this recipe? Oh, uh, I think it was what about forty-five minutes. At all least, said at a little, least, yeah, a little longer. Yeah, it was probably getting closer to an hour. It was nowhere close it, to what the recipe. Yeah, no, yeah. They said they they called it a thirty-minute recipe. There's no, no. way. I mean, there's more than 30 minutes of just actual cooking time. (laughs) So their math, they need help with their math skills. Uh, And then how was the cleanup? It wasn't too bad. We used a lot of prep bowls and big bowls, but nothing that needed a lot of scrubbing. So, you know, volume over difficulty. I'll take that any time. Sure. Okay. And then what do we think of the results? Uh, It was Okay. Um, I got to the point before we cooked it. I'm like, oh, I don't want to eat this meal. But I didn't not enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I I think we both talked about, I'm done. I'm done with trying to put in big herb flavors. Uh, I thought it was just cilantro, but clearly it's also basil or any strong herbs. Because it's just like, it's like sucking on a bar of soap every time. I'm like, this is pleasant. This is pleasant. Oh, my God. What is that taste? <laughs> I just don't like them, and I'm going to put them on a shelf, and maybe I'm willing to try them again in a few years. But right now, it's just not It's not for me. Okay. Um, and I, I 
didn't hate this meal. You cooked the shrimp really well. And I didn't mind the beans. Um, I kept wishing it was more like New Orleans flavors, like I don't yeah. know, rice and beans and shrimp, as opposed to yeah, yeah. That yeah, I remember we had that discussion mm-hmm. that night, right? That that uh, I, I too liked this meal. I thought it it was uh, it was an interesting combo of flavors. I don't think I would have ever. I don't think I'd ever had anything quite like it. Me so neither. I, from that perspective, I actually did enjoy it. But at the same time, yeah, I just kept thinking like, like this is good. But if I want shrimp and beans, I think I'd rather just yeah make it more like a red beans and rice and New Orleans. You know that mm-hmm. flavor profile I think would is still better than than this one. But yeah, if you want something you know a little different, the the you know there's a lot of lemon and tomato, so it's got a you know a lot of bright citrusy mm-hmm. notes going on, and and that part was it was enjoyable. I liked yeah. it. Um, just, but yeah, like I, I still think on the whole, I'd rather have yeah. that other style. And, and back to the cleanup thing, it really was all made in one pan. So that was nice. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. The, you know, it was, it took a while, but it wasn't hard. The yeah. cleanup wasn't bad. And it was, yeah, again, if you, especially if you really like that, you know, a lot of those, you know, tomato-y, lemony mm-hmm. notes, then, then I would highly recommend this, this recipe. Yeah, I think I might try it again with more. I guess we completely change the recipe once we start changing up the flavors. Sure. But, yeah, I'm glad we had it, actually, because yeah. it was so different from anything we've ever eaten. And that was the whole that's the whole point of this podcast. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, this Ian, you have anything else to say? No, I think that's it. All right. Oh, how do you feel about the herbs? Am I denying you your, your herbalicious destiny? Um, no, I, I'll just say that I would say that at least for, for the basil in this one, I'm, I'm glad we cut it back because the, the bites where I just got a hint of it, I actually kind of liked it. And then I'd hit a, have a bite where I'd hit it, actually like hit a big chunk of basil. And then I just, that would make me want to throw up. So <laughs> well, let's not talk so. about throwing up on our podcast. Sorry. It's okay. But you know what I mean? Yeah. It was too much when it, yeah. when you got those big bursts of it. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I, I I don't think I'm as herb averse as you are, but it, I still like I still definitely prefer okay. well, them in, in very needed, small doses. Maybe we need to cut them smaller. It looks like in the it didn't you know I think the recipe said chopped, so that maybe we should go yeah. for minced or that could be. I don't know. Okay, so this week Ian will be reading the recipes and I'll be picking. I'm going to tell y'all that. I am all about pleasure this week, and I will pick the yummiest recipe the first time I hear it. So all right. there's not going to be any waiting for something better. <laughs> all right. Ian, all right. explain the rules. All right. This is a pressure luck game. Uh, you're going to hear five recipes for Monday through Friday. You must pick one and only one. Once you pass on one, it's gone forever. If you get to Friday, you have to take it. Okay. Let's get going then with Monday. Chicken Vesuvio. Chicken Vesuvio is a classic Chicago restaurant dish. Crisp-skinned chicken and deeply browned potatoes in a potent garlic and white wine sauce. Oh, my God. That sounds so good. I I remember when we saw this on TV, we were both like, oh, that looks good. (laughs) Damn. Dang. Sorry. I'm trying not to curse, too. (laughs) Ian, I wish I could make eye contact with you and see if this is the one I should pick because it sounds so good. Garlic and white wine sauce yep potatoes and read the read the description again 
Please. Uh, okay, classic Chicago restaurant dish, crisp-skinned chicken and deeply browned potatoes in a potent garlic and white wine sauce. Well, if we have too much potent garlic, there'll be less kissing later. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I'm going to pick this one. Awesome. Yeah, I've, this is one I've really been eager to try. Okay, so. yay! Um, I'm ready to go to the store. I'll go get the rest, get the ingredients, have it tonight. <laughs> okay, what, uh, did I, what did I pass on? Okay, for those still going, Tuesday, and you might hate this one, brown butter apple blondies. Eh. These soft and chewy brown butter apple blondies combine cinnamon spiced apples, brown sugar, and flavorful brown butter. I still haven't seen Cosmic Crisps, so... Oh, that's true. I'm, I'm mad at the entire apple industry. Okay, that's fair. So then you wouldn't have wanted Tuesday. That sounds pretty good, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Wednesday, lemon, garlic, pan-roasted chicken thighs with spinach and snap peas. That sounds good, too. Yeah, actually, I, that one I don't think... Dang, we had a lot of good recipes yeah, this week. Yeah, the, the, the picker was pretty kind to us this week. Uh, if you uh, don't care for that one, we can move on to Thursday chicken piccata yeah (laughs) don't actually have for some reason this recipe has no description description other than the fact that it's giada de laurentis's recipe from the food network Network recipes don't have descriptions that's so odd uh okay but yeah it does look like a nice solid chicken piccata Mm -hmm. recipe and if you uh, pass on that friday garlic beef and veggie ramen Oh my gosh, the, that recipe looks so good. The garlic beef and veggie ramen is an easy 30-minute dinner recipe that is so much better than takeout. Oh, I have regrets. Do you? I do. Okay. But uh, not too big of regrets because the other sounds really yummy too. Yeah. We had a lot of good recipes to pick from this yeah, week. Yeah, you could have hardly gone wrong this week. Could have hardly gone wrong. Okay, well, I'm really excited. Yeah, we'll try the uh, chicken Vesuvio, and uh, we'll report back next time. Yay! Yeah, clearly we've gone to more of a two-week schedule because we are an un- we are undisciplined podcasters. <laughs> our uh, our advertisers are angry with us. Do we have advertisers, Ian? No. Oh well, then they're less angry. <laughs> okay, I'm excited about chicken Vesuvio. Ian, you can wrap us up and send us off. Okay, I can do that. Thanks for listening to Precipe Your Luck. Visit our website at www.precipeyourluck.com. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And if you played along tonight, tell us what you picked uh, with an email. You can find a link to, the, to uh, our uh, site in the episode notes. And if you want to get a recipe put in the randomizer for a future episode, you can email it to us at precipeyourluck at gmail.com. Actually, I have something to say about that. We have been talking about how we've missed having that, you know, started with the Serious Eats weeknight email, and I recently signed up for the New York Times weeknight email. email. So, yeah, I said email twice. It made sense at the time. Uh, I'm hoping we'll be able to switch to that, but we'll still make some of these yummy things on our list. Okay, that's it. Go Go back to saying goodbye, Ian. Okay. For Kate, I'm Ian, and we'll be back next week, or maybe every two weeks. Who knows? Bye.